Sangay is an internationally acclaimed leading Australian garden designer and these are his garden rudimentals. A blueprint series on the basics of garden craft. Paul Bangay, hello. Hello. Well, it's, I was going to say, it's, it's late winter. We're coming to that really exciting time of the year. I mean, for me, winter is my favourite season in the garden. No one can work that out. I'm obsessed with the cold and the wet. And we put the garden to bed over winter and mm. just there's this sense of peace. And Everything's resting. Everything's resting, but I'm resting. You know, you don't have to stress about, like, is something drying out or everything's just gone to, gone to sleep and it's all's well. But Jonathan, I thought we'd go for a walk in the woodland because the woodland yes. at this time of the year is looking really beautiful. I'm thinking it's a sea of hellebores. Yes, it's a sea of hellebores. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there they are. Yeah. Flashy, aren't they? I love them. <laughs> aren't they beautiful? They are, they are divine. And one of those plants that's just so happy in a woodland setting. So, you know, mm. so many people end up with mature gardens where they have a lot of um, shade, they have a lot of tree competition, they have a lot of root competition, as we do here, and wonder what to grow. And hellebores are one of those great things that just flourish under trees. And they're a pretty forgiving, tough little critter. They are. I mean, people think they're quite delicate, but they're actually quite tough. I mean, they don't like full sun. They like, a, you know, they like a little bit of shade. They will take a little bit of sun. Yeah. This is Halleborus orientalis, which needs a little bit more shade. Halleborus corsica will take a bit more sun if you want. You want something to grow in a little bit more sun. But I mean, and the other thing is they march around the garden by themselves. They do. <laughs> yes. <laughs> when yes. Any plant that does, yes. that's a good thing. Yes. <laughs> Except for weeds. Well, the other wonderful thing about them too is their extraordinary variety. Yes, that's right. And, and I think they're great. I think they're quite promiscuous because I think they sort of mate with each other and we get, you know, quite a variation yeah. of colour as they march around the garden. What a wonderful sight they are. Everything is here in this, this woodland path. I mean, in, in a few months, this will be a, a, a shady, lush, yeah, full, completely full. full place. But for yeah. now, the, the, the trees are still bare. Um, a lot of the other shrubs, likewise, are, are bare. But the hellebores, they are, they are seizing their moment. And they are. And they're beautiful. And they're, so one of the important things with hellebores that people might not know is to cut them down in late autumn. Cut all that foliage off and just like cut them down to the ground. It'll come back. It'll come back, but the important thing is that the flowers will come up without all that old foliage, so it's a bit showier. <laughs> I mean, the, the, the plant will still be fine with the old foliage, but you'll have those yellowed, dowdy leaves hanging. And quite often that old foliage masks the flowers. Yes, like you know, right. it's, it's, sometimes it's a bit higher, and I always think they look much prettier without the foliage on them because you get that beautiful clean stem. Exactly. There's the flowers on the, on the top. Now, and, so there's, and there's there's a great debate how you pick hellebores and bring them inside. Then tell us about that because well, well, a lot of people will tell you, yes. despite their beauty, that yeah. they're a terrible cut flower. They are. But there are ways. So I think, I think probably the easiest way is just to get a lovely dish and just pick the flower head and float them on top of the dish. They do really well that way. Simple but effective. Yeah, but a lovely dish of floating hellebores. It looks really beautiful. A lot of people say, and I have tried it, it does work, is you pick them and put them straight away into hot boiling water yep. for like 30 seconds. And so you sort of seal the bottom of them. 
and that, that they right. tend not to droop that way. But if you were just to cut them off in the vase, droop very the quickly. next morning they're all droopy, yeah. which is a bit sad, isn't it? It is sad because they're so abundant. I mean, and, and often, I mean, that's the thing often, isn't it, with a cut flower that you you worry about taking so much out of the garden. That's right. But with hellebores, ha. Ah. You know, they're, they're, they're bountiful. <laughs> now, before we go too far, we want to look at Euphorbia robii. Yep. Oh, yes, so, yes. Again, in a woodland, like things that will grow right up to a tree, very rare, and the Euphorbia robii will do that. Like you can see, it's 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 kissing the bark of that pin oak, mm. and that's so that's a very rare plant, and so are the hellebores. So, and I think a great so a great woodland plant, and I love the acid green in the flowers. Do you like that colour? Yeah, it's a really a beautiful bright. Vividness and against the darker leaf, which is lovely. Well, and that's right. And usually, in a in a in a shady, darker spot, that vibrant acid green really sort of lifts the garden. It's and it's all about. I mean, it's not a, a flashy bloom. No, it, it's nice in detail, but it's just that colour, that that bright pinpoints of colour everywhere now. And most euphorbias give you that. I, mm. I, mean, I love euphorbias in the garden. This this one's, you know, one that does particularly well in woodlands in a bit of shade. A lot of them, like the wolf and I, you know, like, like lots of full sun. But that pop of acid green, I find, you know, brings a garden bed to life. And a really. great, great combined here with the, the hellebores. Yeah. They're wonderful companions. They're, they're beautiful companions, aren't they? They, they? they coexist quite well together. Somewhere in here we have the hellebores, the, the black one. Oh, here it is up here. Oh, how, gosh, how do you feel about black? That's a wonderful colour. And, well, it, that's the interesting thing, isn't it? You don't see that on blooms all that much in a garden. No. I'm mad oh, about it. Look I think, at look that. at that. It's just like... That's it's stunning, isn't it? It's like satin, isn't it? Yeah. It's the, it's the really completely black one. you can get one. that, you can get, you know, deep scarlet crimsons. Yeah. You, uh, the, the, yeah. And, and the double blooms. Yes. There's a wonderful nursery in Woodend that that specialises in hellebores, and they've got them in all the colours you can possibly imagine. Can be, I think they can get a bit obsessive, your hellebore people. Oh, they can, they can. It's like the primula, pe the primula people <laughs> with the primula theatre. Do you know what a primula theatre is? No, I don't. <laughs> Do tell. People build theatres. They build <laughs> shelves on walls yes. and put a structure around it, like a little house around it, and put their little primulas in there. Bless. <laughs> it's a bit twee, isn't it? What, really? what have you got under these cloches here? Our fritillarias. Oh, go on. So our wonderful fritillarias that are just coming up now, and the rabbits love them, so we've got to protect them. And there's, the, yes, there's an escapee here. And there's an, I know I've got to cover that one there. But they have wonderful little spider, little creamy spider flowers. Really pretty. Wow. I mean, so, you know, we're, we're in late winter into that transition to spring. You can see all the bluebells are coming up. Yes. Our fritillarias are coming up. I mean, wonderful plants, fritillarias. If, if you've got a cool climate and shade... Grow some fritillarias. They're, they're so rewarding. And I have one on the Bacterus, Fritillaria imperialis, which is the tall one. It's about it's about chest height. It's so stunning in the spring. Wow. Yeah, we'll, we'll see that later on in the year. You've got a, a lot of the leaves from the, the pin oaks here are still in, in the beds. So we that's that's an important thing. Like, you, can you remember 30, 30, 40 years ago where everyone used to rake their leaves, yep. put them in the gutter and burn them? Yep. 
How bad is that for the it's environment? It's a lovely smell. <laughs> I actually get mistily nostalgic about that. <laughs> oh, it, was, it was quite nice. But now we, we, we just put them on the garden beds and they make the best mulch and they make the best compost. Like, you know, we were, we were crazy doing that Because they're slow to compost though, aren't they? The, no, oak leaves compost quite fast. Okay, okay. Oak leaves too. I think the problem when we, when we have that vision of 40 years ago, it was plane trees. Mm. They don't compost very well at Big all. Chunky sadly. hardwoods. Yeah, they don't, sadly. You've got to actually shred them if you, if you want them to compost. What else is about to poke up? Yeah, the woodland is it's, it's really just coming alive now. And Isn't it? What a, what a wonderful sense of season you get here. Yeah, well, the, and see, we've still got a hangover of autumn. We've got the hydrangea quercifolias, yep. which give you wonderful creamy flowers in the, in the summer. Will you cut those back at all, or they you leave them? No, we don't. We, you, that's one hydrangea you don't cut back too much. Mm-hmm. But it gives you that lovely autonomal sort of colour, which hangs on right through yes. the winter. Yeah. yeah, Isn't that wonderful? We've still got that sort of bronze leaves from something. bronze leaves <laughs> still showing through. But I'm quite excited by my blue. Well, you know, the bluebells are a, 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 a recent addition to the garden here. We put them right back into the deep shade, and they're just absolutely they're very happy. It. Well, that, and that's a point, isn't it? But by the time everything has grown up around them, yeah, they're done. That's right, and they die down. But for this moment, when they can, well, really see, they're be- bathed in light now because all the trees are deciduous, so they're enjoying yeah. that light. And 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 one of the wonderful things about bulbs is they don't need any water. So if, you know, if we're being drought wise and water wise. Bulbs come up and flower in the spring when you don't need the water and die down. They don't need watering during the summer. I've not been in your woodland here in this in this circle in this season. It's it's it's, it's how do you feel about it's it? It's fabulously open. Yeah. And full of light. Yeah. Yeah. I mean the reason we planted this woodland is because we wanted shade from the hot summer sun, but it gives us the the wonderful winter sunlight, which we really enjoy. Which is one of the joys of a deciduous tree. That's right, exactly. You do get the best of both worlds. Exactly. Well, you get the shade in the summer and you get the winter sun into the house. Very important. Really important. But we've got the backdrop of our lovely Eucalyptus fimularis as well. Well, you've got some other evergreens around. Are they a, well, so a laurel of some sort? Beca- or? Because it's very, very windy here, we yeah. created an outer circle of evergreens. Yeah. So Portuguese laurel. We planted bays, so that's a bay tree if you, if you let it grow. And they do grow. I mean, that, that's like 15, 20 metres high. Yeah. They do grow. They make a great backdrop. So we've got the wind protection, so you can't feel the wind in here. So we've got the deciduous trees to give us the, the summer um, shade, but the backdrop of those evergreen shrubs to provide winter um, and summer wind protection. It's, such, it's just, looking out here, what are these? So the, they're all viburnums. Right, okay. Viber- a great backdrop for, for a deep garden bed. But fabulously skeletal at the moment. Aren't they beautiful? Yeah. And like in three or four weeks, they'll be covered in flowers. Well, you can see that there's just that hint now. Yeah. Of, of little spots of green. Well, th- that's, that is for Scythia, that one just about to come out. Okay. So it's, that's, that's one of the first of the deciduous oh, shrubs the that come out. Back here as well. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so they get they get smothered in yellow oh, flowers. Oh, yes, you're right. Yeah, the viburnums are just starting. What a glorious time! Uh, this is my favourite time of the year. Oh, I'm a fan. This is a glorious sight and wonderful to see this woodland now as as as, as the seasons slowly morph. Well, we'll come back in a month and it'll be completely different. All right, let's have another look then. Oh, thank you. Pleasure.
Find more great ABC RN stories that take you beyond the headlines on the ABC Listen app.